There's systemic racism that's a stain on our nation's soul. <clears throat> the knee on the neck of justice for black Americans. Profound fear and trauma. The pain, the exhaustion that black and brown Americans experience every single day. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. It is the Sean Show, and uh, your Attorney General Merrick Garland is uh, talking right now at a press conference. He is uh, uh, announcing an investigation into Minneapolis policing. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Pattern or practice of unconstitutional or unlawful policing, we will issue a public report of our conclusions. The Justice Department also has the authority to bring a civil lawsuit asking a federal court to provide injunctive relief that orders the MPD to change its policies and practices to avoid further violations. Usually when the Justice Department finds unlawful practices or patterns of practices, the local police department enters into a settlement agreement or a consent decree to ensure that prompt and effective action is taken to align policing practices with the law. Most of our nation's law enforcement officers do their difficult jobs honorably and lawfully. I strongly believe that good officers do not want to work in systems that allow bad practices. Good officers welcome accountability because accountability is an essential part of building trust with the community and public safety requires public trust. I have been involved in the legal system in one way or another for most of my adult life. I know that justice is sometimes slow, sometimes elusive, and sometimes never comes. The Department of Justice will be unwavering in its pursuit of equal justice under law. The challenges we face are deeply woven into our history. They did not arise today or last year. Building trust between community and law enforcement will take time and effort by all of us. But we undertake this task with determination and urgency, knowing that change cannot wait. Thank you. Attorney General Merrick Garland, uh, he is beginning a uh, or opening an investigation uh, into the policing practices of the MPD, the Minneapolis uh, Police Department, um, you know, to prevent uh, further profiling or abusive uh, uh, encounters with folks uh, and, get, you know, build trust with the community and blah, blah, stinking blah. Look, if you'd have asked me two years ago, that it would be possible at some point to have a federal police force of some kind. I would have thought you were on drugs, man. Uh, Trey's been talking about it for a little while, and I, it's another one of those uh, ideas that I was a little slow to come around to, but, you know, it, it, it's happening. Why, why are they going after the entire Minneapolis PD? We got what they wanted yesterday. Uh, I, I, you know, I, they, they tried this during the Obama, uh, years, if you remember that, uh, uh, Eric Holder and the Civil Rights Commission out of the Justice Department, uh, started investigating local police departments. So this isn't new. 
this is the same old game plan. And I think Trey's right. I think they are looking to start some kind of federal law enforcement uh, uh, group uh, and, uh, in a sense, dissolve not only uh, local police departments, but the whole idea of having a local police department. And, uh, you know, uh, what's that going to look like? I don't know, man. Does it sound like a good idea to you? Uh, a federal police force that is accountable only to the federal government, which we already know is uh, perfectly capable of targeting folks through uh, through other agencies like the like the IRS uh, or the Department of Homeland Security, uh, which has already determined that most folks who voted for Trump are a domestic threat. It is the Sean Show, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. So how are we all feeling today? How are you doing? What's your reaction? Uh, I, I'm going to tell you my most genuine and honest reaction once that verdict came down uh, yesterday, About I think it was, I guess it was about uh, 4 o'clock our time. Uh, and I made a video about this last night. Uh, I wanted to get in, get in front of a camera as soon as I could. So that my uh, my first initial reactions uh, I would have a record of. Um, I, I remember, but my, my wife was home by that time, and so we were sitting and watching the the announcements or the verdict uh, being read uh, together. And my first thought was, well, that was the safest thing for them to do. That was, I mean, it, yeah, th- these are folks who live in this neighborhood because uh, there was no change of venue. Uh, they, uh, did the safest thing they could possibly do. I'd just make them guilty in all three. They can appeal it later. Um, Tucker Carlson called it a, uh, please don't hurt us verdict. And that's kind of how it felt. Secondly, uh, when I saw that, cause I, I gotta be honest with you, uh, my, after really kind of coming to understand the, the Minnesota, uh, definitions of man one and man two and man three and manslaughter. It's a little different than, than it is here in Texas and in other states that intentionality is, is diminished in the idea of murder one or murder two, murder two and murder three. Uh, so I, I, I felt the most appropriate charge for all the evidence I had seen, which of course I, I'm not on the jury. I didn't see as much as they did. But uh, my thought was the most appropriate charge or uh, conviction would be manslaughter. Uh, you know, I, I just that just was my honest opinion. You know, uh, but by making it uh, making him guilty of all three, you know, I, I don't know how that plays out. First of all, I think uh, yeah, it was a very safe. Please don't hurt us. Uh, kind of a verdict. And now uh, we know it's going to go to appeal because Judge Cahill even said to uh, uh, the attorney, uh, the Derek uh, Chauvin attorney at Wilson, I think it's Nelson's his last name, um, that, you know, with the Maxine Waters thing, you, you, you can't get a mistrial, but you may be able to get the verdict overturned on appeal. He said that to him in open court. Um, you know, when it comes to the video at the very beginning, of this thing, and give us a call if you want to get on the radio and give us your your thoughts. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Just right off the bat, what are your initial thoughts? What were your reactions uh, to the to the verdict? Uh, guilty on all three counts. Um, uh, the second thing I said to my wife, uh, one of my initial reactions was, "Well, you know what? The mob now has has a say. The the mob, and by the mob, I don't mean mafiosi. I mean 
you know, the, the thugs and the weirdos in the streets who are the looters and the rioters and the people attacking, physically assaulting the cops. They now have an influence inside the Justice Department, inside a courtroom, in that guilt or innocence is now decided first on the streets of the, of the major cities of this country. And the, the idea of lots and lots and lots and lots of people in the streets outside any courthouse in America who, if they don't get what they want, they're going to, you know, totally go on a freak out and start burning stuff and breaking glass and destroying businesses and hurting people. You can't tell me that's not having an effect now. In fact, the entire country, in a sense, is in this place of please don't hurt me, like Tucker Carlson said. Major corporations are, you know, uh, giving into the will of BLM and, and, and activists uh, uh, in, in the sense that they're glomming on to the idea that things like uh, voter ID laws are racist. Uh, and so they're not going to do A, B, and C, and D, or not going to sell their wares in, in this state that has this law. Everybody's running scared. And the mob, the people with the with the pitchforks and the torches now have an actual influence inside the courtroom. Guilty on all three charges? It doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying he's innocent. Again, when I, in my you know brief way or in my much smaller uh, regard than uh, the folks sitting on the on the jury in the jury pool there, or in the uh, in the jury box uh, uh, jurors box there, I I you know. I saw manslaughter. I, I didn't see a guy intentionally, and I know intention is diminished in, in Minnesota, but I didn't see a guy who said, I'm going to go kill George Floyd. I saw a guy who did kill George George Floyd uh, in a very tense situation. I don't know why he kept his knee on the guy's neck for that long. But the thing we have to remember, we learned this during the Rodney King uh, riots uh, uh, all those many years ago out in Los Angeles, that even a video that is is disturbing as the George Floyd video is, and it is disturbing. We we all said the same damn thing when we saw it. Okay, it's still only one side of the story. It's still just one perspective on the story. And if you take everything into consideration, I see manslaughter. Now I'm not a lawyer. Uh, you know, as I said, as I said on my stupid video last night, you know, I. Chris, I don't know if you saw, but I, I've seen a lot of Perry Mason movies. I've required the services of, of a few lawyers along the uh, along the way of of my bumpy personal life, and I once had a salad with Nico LaHood. So you know that's the that's the extent of my legal expertise. All right, okay. I've caught a few episodes of Matlock, uh, so I'm I'm not an expert, but I, I just to me to my mind, looking at the definitions out of Minnesota for those three charges: murder two, murder three, and manslaughter. I saw manslaughter. But manslaughter isn't what the mob wanted. Manslaughter isn't what the rioters wanted. Manslaughter isn't what the, the uh, well, hell, your own president. <laughs> Who, you know, again, you want to talk about having material for an appeal. When the president himself stumbles out and starts mumbling about uh, uh, the verdict he wants. You know, I don't know how you don't get this thing overturned on a uh, on appeal. And uh, you know, we got eight weeks now till the sentencing. The appellate process wouldn't begin until we actually get the the, the sentence. 
which is going to be up to the judge. Uh, uh, the uh, attorney for Derek Chauvin agreed uh, to not go with a, a jury-born uh, sentence, if you will, but to let the judge decide. Eight weeks till that happens. And, man, if they don't get the sentence they want, there's going to be trouble in the streets. So these are strange damn times, man. Uh, and those are my initial thoughts. What are you thinking? What time is it? Let's go to Rick on line two. Rick, Rick, how you doing? Good morning. Hey. Oh, uh, kind of watching everything uh, going on here. It uh, doesn't look what are you, too what, good. What are you thinking? Well, uh, with the verdict, I agree with you as far as the manslaughter is concerned, and I really don't understand how you can be charged with two murders on one Human being, like I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. <laughs> Let alone three. I, I have no idea. You know, if the mob is ruling, and and, and it, that means that they have the influence over the court, do we actually have a justice system, or is it just uh, whatever they go yelling and screaming about? Then we're going to just right. bend over and, and let them, you know, and let them take. I think. I think maybe. I, I appreciate the call, man. No, I, I mean, I don't know. It's a fair question to ask. Do we even have a justice system now? Let's go to Mike on line one. Mike, how you doing? Mike. Hey, right. pretty good, brother. Hey, hey, Love what's going know. on, man? Yeah, I just think, you know, the Merrick Garland thing, where he's talking about going after the Minneapolis Police Department, is he's trying to set precedence, like the Brett yeah. Kavanaugh thing. Set precedence that we can come after anybody at any time. And once you right. set that precedence, then they can go, well, we found problems in Minneapolis. So or obviously there might be problems in Minnesota. And right. then the Generally, just keep, and then I gotta run. I'm, I'm I'm late for a break, but they just keep expanding until they uh, get every PD in uh, in America. Let's take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. This whole world is wild at heart and weird on top. News Talk 550 KTSA. It's Sean. I'm just taking your general reactions to the verdict yesterday. Let's go to Heather on line three. Heather, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Hey, Sean. I kind of had um, three different thoughts. My first was, honestly, relief that there wouldn't be rioting in Minneapolis last night. Um, My third was how sad because I read it all all the different charges, et cetera. And I worked as a paralegal for a few years with a criminal attorney. And I have no sympathy for Chauvin whatsoever, but he did not deserve that second-degree murder charge at all. Um, and my third thought was basically what you said is mob rules now. So, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, well, you're right. Yeah, the, the, the mob now has a, a say in how in the outcomes of trials. I mean, uh, it used to be just a, sort of a public opinion kind of thing, uh, you know, or there was a, a court of public opinion, and then there was the trial, uh, but now they've, they've intermangled. <laughs> now the mob's yeah, voice has found their know. way into the courtroom, and Tucker Carlson nailed it last night when he said that was a please don't hurt us verdict. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, and I'm not a legal expert, but I mean, you kind of validated what I said. I mean, uh, I, it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, even the idea that they convicted him on, on three different charges, is that from yes. your paralegal experience, does that make sense? No. I mean, I know that, I know that at times they can put two different charges up, um, because if the jury doesn't find you guilty of the higher one, they can go to the, you know, the lesser right. one. But I've never heard of being found 
guilty on two different levels yeah. that, that that go to the same death. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because how can it be? How can it be unintentional murder and also manslaughter? You know, I mean, it, it, that to me doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. No. So. no. All right. Cause I appreciate your call. Thank you for your, your expertise. Let's go to um, Michael. Michael, you're oh, on your stock 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Good morning, Sean. I uh, think the tainting of the well of the jury started with the city making the settlement with the family. Right. $27 million even before the trial right. started. That's right. And I just, uh, there's a saying that you let 10 guilty people go free in order to prevent one innocent person being tried and found guilty. Uh, I think there was some culpability, but I just, I think it's a sad day for America. I, I agree, man. I got to run. I'm just out of time for this break. Uh, I'm going to pick it up right from there when I come back. 210-599-5555. And we are back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. And I'm leaving the phone lines open for your reactions to the uh, three uh, convictions, I guess you'd say, in the uh, uh, Derek Chauvin trial from yesterday. We, we all heard the verdict come down after the president you know, mumbled his way through, you know, hoping he gets a guilty verdict. And Kamala Harris, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, what are you, what are you feeling? What are you thinking uh, about the fact that he was now convicted of three different charges for the same death? Which every legal person I've heard or have talked to myself since this all happened, uh, said that's really unusual, <laughs> you know, and Tucker Carlson called it, uh, you know, the please don't hurt us uh, verdict. My initial thought was, uh, you know the, the the mob now has a say in the outcomes of the outcomes of uh, criminal trials. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's uh, Doug. Doug, how you doing? Morning, Sean. What are you thinking, man? Uh, I think we all knew that Derek Chauvin was going to be convicted of something, and and he right. and he deserved it. The mob, the mob, and and. Uh, Maxine Waters shenanigans and the president's prayers fueled all the piling on. And what yeah. what we should really be concerned about is that someday and, and probably one day soon, a policeman's gonna shoot a young person and they're gonna be perfectly justified. They're gonna follow all the rules, they're gonna follow all the protocols, they're gonna shoot somebody and all this is going to start over, and and what's going to happen is there's either going to be a city burned down because they don't get the verdict they want, or there's going to be an innocent man that's going to go to jail, or an innocent man or woman go to jail. Right, and because I now the, the mob has – the yeah, I agree, and i got to run it. The mob has a say, has an influence inside the courtroom at this point. Here's Steve. Steve, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Sean, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. George sure, Floyd George Floyd was a street thug and a street criminal who deserves no honors or allocations or 
bills named after him of any kind. But yesterday, you know, a couple, three, four days ago, I saw I was watching uh, One American News and I saw an interview with a couple of astronauts up in space. Can't remember what it was about, but one of them, they were they were not of the same race. And my very first thought when I saw it was, wow, systemic racism, even in space. I mean, these two guys were side by side, floating around, hugging, you know, uh, having a good time, working together, working together, being together. I don't think either one of them was thinking about either one's race. They looked like they were genuinely living life and having a good time and succeeding in their life, both races. Now, what happened right. yesterday was an abomination. It was, it was America lost, the American people lost. You're breaking up on me, Steve. I, Steve, I got to run. You're breaking up on me, but I, I kind of I get the point. Though. Let me uh, let me. Uh, I just want to kind of keep moving through calls. We have a lot of folks trying to get through right now. Let's go to Danny on line three. Danny, how you doing? Uh, yes, sir. Like uh, last caller was saying about George Floyd, you know they they disrespected our National Guard, Army, everybody by kneeling down on uh, these football games and all that kind of stuff. And uh, how funny it is that now they name a George Floyd Square. Uh, they he don't deserve that kind of recognition. Uh, that's what Were I. Were you uh, surprised? Oh, okay, thank you, man. I appreciate the call. Let's go to Sandra on line four. Sandra, how you doing? I I just I just think that we're kind of in the wild wild west where you know whoever's got the biggest gun gets the the last word. You mean, uh, are you talking about the, the folks in the streets having an influence yeah. on uh, on the yeah. outcomes of yeah. trials? It's everything, yeah. It just seems like there's no control. I mean, there's, we've lost our sens- sensibility. Yeah, it's it's scary stuff. And, again, I you know, and I appreciate the call. I, I'm not saying that, you know, Derek Chauvin was innocent. I'm just saying I don't really get the three. Well, I do understand the three charges. My, my, my opinion was that the manslaughter charge was probably the most appropriate one. But they, you know, they had to find it was the safest thing for the jury to do, in a sense. The safest thing for the jury to do. And in eight weeks, baby, it's all going to start all over again because uh, then we got we have the sentencing phase. And once you get through the sentencing phase, now, you know, what, what if the, uh, the mob, uh, the, the rioters and the, the weirdos in the streets don't like the sentence? Uh, then, uh, what happens, uh, on the appeal? Uh, you know, when you look at things like, Ma- like the, the words of Maxine Waters, uh, over the weekend, the words of the, of the president and his, uh, as, uh, uh, I forget who brought it up, Mike or Doug, uh, his prayers for a certain verdict. The fact that the jury would have seen the nine minute video before they became jurors. The fact that they weren't sequestered. The fact, uh, that, uh, Fox News, did a, I think it was Fox or either Breitbart that did a really good uh, article on, on, on listing this stuff off uh, uh, as far as uh, what you could use, what uh, Nelson could use on appeal. No change of venue, so these are folks who live in this neighborhood. You know, truth matters. <laughs> uh, let's go to, um, uh, where am I here? Esteban. Esteban, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? I don't like the rage mob. You know, I've been in the rage mob, and I faced the fact that I was in the rage mob at a religious retreat. And mm. the rage mob doesn't get anything d- done right. You know, if Ronnie jo- uh, James Lee Clark 
was entitled to due process for his despicable deed, and in some respects it probably wasn't he probably didn't get it fully, which is something I gotta live with till the day I die and is and it is an insult to his victim. Then this then Chauvin was entitled to due process. You can't say lynch mobs in the past were evil when it was minorities that were being killed and slaughtered. And and justify this lynch mob because right. it's the exact same mentality. It, it is, Esteban. I got to run, man. That's a great point. Um, uh, let's go to Deborah, Deborah real quick. Then we'll, we'll take a break and come back and talk to Ted. We got full lines on this. We're just getting your reactions to the Shalvin verdict. Uh, Deborah, how you doing? Hi, fine, thank you. What are you thinking? I don't think. It had anything to do with the mob, nothing whatsoever. I think they were just frustrated and tired that finally something was done. Because that's just too many people dying for no reason that should have never happened. That should have never happened is the bottom line. I think America's just frustrated. I think everybody's just tired. I think nobody knows any more right from wrong. I think everybody wants to take... Hey, we as parents need to take also accountability. We need to teach our children. We need to guide our children right from wrong, no matter what. I agree. Is doing that at all anymore? I agree absolutely. You know, and I I said this on Where and Rima from if you haven't caught that show from seven to nine, that we've moved away from. Perhaps the ideas of rightness and wrongness that you and I grew up with. I'm in, I'm in my early fifties. You know, I don't remember, I don't remember there being anything really confusing, uh, as a kid, even as a young adult about what was right and what was wrong, you know, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. That's now evolved into what's okay and what's not okay. And your okayness or your not okayness, the standards for that change on a daily basis, depending on what is needed by the crowd or the mob or, you know, the, pukes or the fascists or whoever you want to call them whatever you want to call them uh 210-599-5555 san antonio's news traffic and weather station news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 and we're back we're back it's sean show i'm sean hi hang on ted we're coming to you news talk 550 ktsa my wife is awake so y'all keep your voices down okay I'd throw a bobcat for you, baby. Baby, I'd throw a bobcat for you. You know, it's become like a thing. It's never since that video. It's like a week old. 14 million people have seen that stupid video out of North Carolina where the dude pulls the bobcat, the rabid bobcat, off his wife's back and tosses it in the air. Then he whips out a piece and starts plugging it, man. I'd pull a, I'd pull a bobcat off your back, baby. And she laughs. She laughs at me every time I say it like I wouldn't. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. But that's like that's like, but that's like a thing now, isn't it? Would you pull a bobcat off my back for me? Would you pull a bobcat off my back for me? Here's a, <laughs> I gotta lighten the mood every now and again. Here's Ted. Ted, you're on News Talk five fifty KTSA. We're taking calls on your on uh, folks uh, your reactions to the Chauvin verdict. How you doing, Ted? I'm doing good. I might throw a bobcat in. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, so, you know what, last time I looked, the penalty for being a dumbass, I'm sorry if that's inappropriate, but the penalty no, for being sorry. a dumbass is not death, okay? George Floyd is a dumbass. In fact, I think about 9.99% uh, out of 10, 
people that get shot by cops for doing something stupid. Uh, and, and the only time, you, you know, you should die for being a dumbass is if you're doing stunts and, you, and it's self-inflicted, right? But the, the thing is, is this is not going to stop. This is going to now embolden people. Oh, well, we, you know, we don't have to mind the cops because they're going to be afraid to do anything. Well, I think the best thing that can happen right now. Oh, and by the way, there is yet another. The case that's hot on the heels of this one is going to be the one that popped up this morning about the 15-year-old girl being shot uh, because she was trying to stab everyone. And it turns out she's the one that called the cops, apparently. So let's see what happens. Um, yeah, let's see how that. Well, I don't know. That one's kind of. It was really heavy this morning when I got up, as yeah, far as the coverage, and now it's kind of fallen off the radar already. I don't know that that story serves the narrative. You know what I mean? Well, we'll see. But you know, we'll why see. can't we spend some of that two point something trillion dollars and say let's just take like a hundred billion of it, and can we just invent phasers on stun? Twenty twenty one, man. Phasers on stun. <laughs> right. That's Tell Elon. Get Elon. Get Elon Musk working on that one. He can do it. <laughs> on phasers that are on stun. Hey, man, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Great call. 210-599-5555. Yeah, the 15-year-old girl. Where was that in Ohio, Chris? Uh, where the, uh, the cop comes up and there's a fight going on, and this one chick pulls a knife, and she tries to stab one of the other people, and the cop shoots her um uh i i i did not know that uh, uh or we're just finding out i guess that uh, uh she may have been the one who called the cops in the beginning but uh we'll we'll see oh and and now we have here's the next uh weird animal video have you seen the video where the bear is chasing the jogger in wyoming first we got a damn rabid bobcat jumping on some house frow's back and now we got uh, we got bears chasing chasing joggers in Wyoming. You don't want a bear chasing well, you. That's one. No. Of, that's one of the reasons I left Colorado. I didn't want to get chased by bears. You know why the bear was chasing the jogger? Why? Because he was running. That's why you don't run from a bear. <laughs> you don't run from a bear. Uh, they can run faster than you. No, you, actually, you're not. You're right. Uh, when I was lived in Colorado, we were always taught. Everybody was taught that if you encounter a bear, and they had both black bears and brown bears up there in the mountains, up there along the front range, that you uh you, you slowly back away. You don't you don't start running, man. Well you start making a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah. And make yourself you try to puff yourself up a little to look bigger than you are. Um but that you know, I don't like the idea and that's why I like uh that's why I moved to Texas, because we have reptiles and bugs, okay? The odd feral hog, okay? But in the freaking mountains, man, there are large animals, large mammals that can outrun your ass. And when they catch you, they're going to really mess you up. And and I just, I don't, I had to get out of there, Chris. <laughs> you know, I've been in Texas now almost 11 years. I've never seen a single rattlesnake, man. But I'd rather, I'd rather see a damn rattlesnake because I can get the hell away from a rattlesnake, okay? I can't get the hell away from a bear. I don't know. Well, it depends on where the rattlesnake is. If the rattlesnake is crawling up my pant leg, it might be a little difficult. But bears are not cool. Okay. Uh, it's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. We saw it happen. And thank God, the jury 
validated what we saw, what we saw. So again, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. What? <laughs> what are you rambling about? Nanners, News Talk 550, KTSA. I... Do you think George knew that he was sacrificing his life for justice on that day? You know, but hey, thanks, thanks, George. She's such a—I don't know if she's. I mean, we talk about her being a booze hound, you know, and I can—I can tell you this: having grown up about twenty minutes outside the Beltway, there's a lot of serious alcoholics in, in, inside the Beltway, and most of them are federal employees. They are. They, you ever been a Georgetown man? You ever gone a pub crawl through Georgetown? Serious alcoholism inside the Beltway, and I think she's got it. She's slurring. She's a little juiced up there, man. She's a weirdo. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I saw something on the Fox News that man. Uh, the combined cost of all of the riots, the George Floyd riots uh, across the country since this whole thing began. Uh, this is, uh, I would imagine without having heard the story that they're talking about property damage, uh, uh, loss of business, loss of income, $1 billion. $1 billion is the estimated estimated cost of, uh, of all these uh, uh, riots and, and all the weirdness in the streets since the uh, death of George Floyd. $1 billion. Uh, Merrick Garland, your attorney general, uh, announced a little while ago that... Uh, He's going to be looking into systemic racism in the Minneapolis Police Department. In fact, uh, he has uh, directed the Department of Justice in every bit of business it has to look at, uh, try to root out systemic racism. Your president, Joe Biden, who is a mannequin, he's a a ventriloquist dummy, uh, you know, before the uh, verdict came out, he was talking about systemic racism. Kamala Harris has talked about systemic racism. AOC has talked about systemic racism. Could somebody please help me understand how it, how people who are who are in the system are able to tell me that it's systemically racist? You, you, this, you're you're the system, man. <laughs> you are the system. So, what are you racist? Are you systemically racist? You know, it's one of those claims that is is such a foregone conclusion at this point that nobody questions it. Oh, systemic racism. That's who we are politically and culturally right now, as we just glom on to a certain label for something. We don't think about it. We don't uh, try to disseminate if it's true or not or whatever. It's just that the right people are saying that it's systemically racist. We are a systemically racist nation. That's what the president says. And people just go, okay. You know, don't, don't really think about it anymore after that. And I've always said, look, the system it, itself is not racist. Racism is something people do. Uh, this is not the, these, this is not the era of Jim Crow. Okay. We do not have laws on the books, uh, determining that black people are subhuman. And don't deserve full uh, consideration under the law. It's not what our system is. It's not what it says. Uh, it's the people who inhabit the system that make it racist. 
and and I'm not even sure what we're supposed to do. See, that's the other thing. Everything we heard yesterday, the popular rhetoric yesterday from whether it's uh, it's Kamala Harris or Biden or uh, uh, Al Sharpton or whoever you're talking about who was making comments yesterday, is that this is just the beginning. This is just a, yeah, we got a little justice today, but this is just the beginning in fighting the systemic racism of this country. What does that mean? I mean, I, I don't even know. What does that mean? What, what, what's the next step then? What do we do? What's going on? You know, I constantly hear about how guilty us stinking white people are. As honkies are so stinking guilty. And I'm never really sure what we're supposed to do about it. I, I don't know how, you know, do I just hang my head in shame everywhere I go and every conversation about race that comes up, which is 90% of the time now, what do I just stand there and hold my head low and say, I'm so sorry, man. I just never knew how stinking racist I was. The system is becoming systemically racist. Okay, ponder that for a second. The system is becoming systemically racist, but it's becoming systemically racist against honkies. There, I said it. White folks. Honkies, crackers, like me, that's where that's where it's, it is systemically becoming racist against my skin color. It is. What part of this of any of it, whether you're talking about white privilege, systemic racism, you know, uh, whatever the popular term is of any given week, it's all rooted in what idea? It's all rooted in the idea that white people are racist from birth. And white people are so stinking racist from birth that they're genetically racist, and we have created this racist system which, as the president says, we got our you know knee on the neck of America. We have our knee on the neck of America. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, that's a, you want to talk about systemic racism? That the racism—that's what it is. And and don't th- you know? I mean, I know, I know, I know. If you hate my guts, so Sean, God, he's so racist. That's Sean. He just doesn't realize how stinking racist he is for him to make such a comment that the, the system is becoming racist towards white people. The hell it ain't. <laughs> you explain to me how it's not. <laughs> it's not social justice. It's social revenge. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to uh, Carlos uh, on line one. Carlos, you're on News Talk 550 K- uh, KTSA. What are you thinking? Yes. God, Sean, you're such a racist. No, just I'm kidding. so hey, racist, uh, aren't I? <laughs> no, God. the thing that they're not mentioning is that Chauvin and uh, and what's his name? Um, oh, how dare me! George uh, Floyd. For, yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> they had a previous history, you know. So it can't be systemic racism. I think what it was is a personal issue when he when. Uh, What's his name? Uh, He's a hothead who had a, you know they had encounters before. I think they worked uh, security at the same club or something at some point. Right. So I don't think Shalvin's innocent, and that's what I've been saying. I you know I I, 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 I don't know that I think it's murder. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and what I'm thinking is okay, manslaughter, but because of the fact that they were pissy with each other, mm. I don't know if it's a thing, but aggravated manslaughter because he seemed like he was enjoying himself doing that. To I don't, guy. but I, I didn't get a sense. I, people have said that, but I didn't get a sense he was enjoying it. 
cannot get off of him for so freaking long. Dude. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's where you kind of get into procedural stuff. And I don't know why he kept his knee on the guy's yeah. neck so long. I mean, I, he, the thing that, the, the thing that did Chauvin in is that he kept his knee on the guy's neck long after the guy stopped moving or stopped talking exactly. and started foaming at the mouth. That's, that's right. when things went wrong. Uh, you know, because uh, the defense did a good good job of presenting the before story. You know, uh, the nine minutes doesn't tell the whole story of what happened. Um, but uh, you know, the crowd decides, the mob decides what's guilty, who's guilty, and who's innocent. That, so. That's that's the scary thing about it is that man. From now on, oh, yeah. if you catch the right crowd, you get your your uh, your you know the the judge to rule in your favor. Right. Yeah, the, the, the crowd. The crowd now. The, the crowd now de- determines guilt or innocence, kind of like they did in the time of Jesus. All right, I gotta go. Man, I appreciate the call. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Jesus or Barabbas? Uh, Cindy, you're on News Talk five fifty KTSa. What are you thinking? Hey, Sean, boy, you sure make our morning. Uh, listen, I just well, God bless you. What a great. <laughs> I said, what a great job he did with that English accent. He has that down so well. Got, he, he needs to use it more often, Sean. Right. We need to lighten things up. This city, I'll tell you what, we have elections coming up, 10% of the population, man. This city better wake up and smell the coffee because the whole damn country's going to hell fast, and you are right on. Listen, I wanted to bring something to your attention if you didn't know. I heard... Valerie Jarrett lives with the Obamas. Oh, I yeah. don't know what it's about, but uh, I think the oh, word I... needs to get out. Oh, no, what people know that. Yeah, that? Oh, she lives there. She lives there at that new mansion they built with a big wall around it. And, I, and, I, and I, I, the thing, the, I think the popular thought, and certainly it's something that I, I wouldn't find shocking, is that Joe Biden really isn't the president. Uh, the, the, the Obamas are, are the president, uh, or the Obamas right. are really running things with Valerie Jarrett and Susan Rice and that whole gang. That's right. Uh, because and it's he, hard to believe Joe Biden is actually the president, isn't it? Yeah. And is he, that, you know what, Sean? He's been, he's been, you ask yourself where in the hell this guy was for all the years he was lying low. Well, he was lying low like the effing snake in the grass, okay? And now, can, now we, don't, we don't have to look for a rattlesnake, man, because they, they, they're on us. Yeah, I agree. I got I, I to go. I appreciate the call. Thank you. I concur. 16 minutes uh, after 10, 210 Just kind of taking, taking your reactions to what you saw yesterday. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Hey, it's Sean, News Talk 550 KTSA. Taking your reactions to what you saw and what you experienced yesterday uh, as the verdict in the Derek Chauvin uh, case came down. Let's go to Cruz on line one. Cruz, how you doing? I'm doing good, Sean. I just take exception with a lot of things that you said this morning, and I'd All like right. to discuss just a couple things. Sure. Uh, no, number one, I want to say this. My dad was a cop for 26 years, so I have nothing against police officers. But I hear this discussion about, well, now that this has happened by some of the viewers, now that this has happened, now the police are on the defensive. But if nothing's done, then the people are on the defensive because then you feel that the police can do anything they want to do. There's no conviction in this case. Then what else can a police do to a person that would get them convicted? There would be nothing. Yeah, but you still have to have due process for cops too, right? Cops and and the folks that uh, they're dealing with. 
Yeah, you do. But at the same time, I think looking at it from just one perspective is just not, you know, I, I just don't agree with What's the one perspective? From, well, the one perspective that I hear from some of the callers is that this wasn't a good verdict. This wasn't a good it outcome. It was a strange verdict. Us. It was a strange well, verdict. It was. Well, calling it strange is another way of saying it wasn't fair. You won't say those well, words. Do I have to it think fair? it's fair? Is that what I have to think because no. other people think it's fair? No, but I would say that maybe you should give the justice system some respect as far as saying... I thought it was systemically racist. Well, everybody's not saying that, Sean. You're, yes, you're, that is actually one of the popular yeah. things that's being said right now is that the yeah, that's, system is systemically racist. So you're, you're right. telling me trust the Justice Department, which uh, you also probably believe, I don't know, is racist. No, no, I don't. In fact, I don't. And that's another exception I have with you. I think in a sense, in a sense, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but you stoke it by saying these outrageous things like what? that are just over the top. Like, like oh, what? we white people are being chased, and I'm a white man, and they hate us because we're born. That's not what I said. We can do. That's not what I said, dude. Yeah, but you no, said No, no, no. What I said is that the, the system that... itself is being retooled to be systemically racist towards white people. Right, but you never say some people feel this way. You make it seem like the vast majority of the people that – don't agree with you feel this way and that's just not true no what i'm saying is what i'm observing in in america right now and what i what i observe is i observe uh, critical race theory being taught in schools i observe this idea that uh if you're caucasian you're racist from the time you're born you don't think that you don't think that stuff's out there no it, it is but why don't you say and i'm sorry why don't you say listen viewers some people feel this way, but the average person out there doesn't feel this way. Well, you don't I think people are smart enough to figure that out, don't you? No, they're not. No, I don't. <laughs> I, think I think there's a lot of people out there that listen to this, and without you qualifying it, I think you I did qualify. I just qualified it to you. No, to me, but not to your viewers. I mean, to your to your the listeners, uh, you mean? Listeners, you well, don't. Well, they just heard me say that to you. Okay. They just heard it, but if I didn't call, you wouldn't say it. It would be. I like, say it all the time, well, man. I, you never qualify your statement, Sean. You do not. <laughs> Neither do you. <laughs> I, do. I do. I said you I haven't qualified a damn thing since you've been on the air. Well, everything I've said, I, I have qualified. How? I said everybody doesn't. Bo- everybody doesn't. Uh, well, anybody uh, with two brain cells knows that's true. That not everybody believes in critical God. race theory, and not everybody God. believes in all everybody this stuff. Everybody doesn't even know about critical race theory. And well, they're the morons who aren't paying attention then, because they it's all around attention. you. Yeah, but what you do is you 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 spoil the pot before anybody gets a chance what? to find out about. What are you talking you about? Your comments. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. You start I make comments in real time based upon what the news yeah, of the day you is. Comment, you make comments to get people predisposed to your point of view. <laughs> no, I don't. I just give my opinion. If they, if they, they can agree with it or not agree with it. If I try to predis- presuppose you. If the person doesn't know anything about critical race theory and being taught in school, you've already spoiled the pot, haven't you? No, I haven't. I stated a fact. It is being taught in schools, and if you don't know it, you're not following the news. These these little snide comments that you make and you get your... Oh, so now it's because I'm snide. 
Yes, you are. You so really I shouldn't be are. snide. No, you shouldn't be. You should at least try and be fair. Why? I shouldn't. I, I'm fair about my opinion and what I think. Yeah, but your opinion and what you think sometimes, I don't even think you believe everything you say. Oh, really don't give don't. me that crap. Oh, I, I get so sick and tired of people coming pulling nobody that out of their ass. An, right, I'm just making it all up, right? No, no, you're not making it all up. You're I don't actually like believe that. what I say on the radio. Not everything. I don't why, believe what, that. What, what, okay, why do you think do, that? Why you do you do, think that? Okay, I'll tell you, because if you do, then you're admitting that you're an idiot. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure how you qualify that because, because I'm be stating my own opinions. No, right, because nobody can be as ignorant on these subjects as you pretend to be. You're just stoking What are you talking about? What do you mean you know ignorant on the subject? Sean? Don't I've already Sean. shown that I know more about the subject than you do. You don't. You think you yes, do. Yes, you do. You I so do. Smart, and that's your Achilles. Oh, so now it's so now because you you now because you have been able. Hey, hang on, Cruz. Now because you have been unable to qualify anything you've said. Now what it's well, I you're qualified. just a snide jerk, what, what and you don't believe this, and you're insulting. Blah, 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 blah. What haven't I qualified anything? I don't think any. I don't think everybody feels the same way. I don't think. Well, everybody, everybody knows that, way. man. No, but that's like saying water's wet, dude. Why are you changing the subject? I'm not. I'm answering what you're saying. I'm responding to what you to the sack of crap coming out of your mouth. That's what I'm responding to. Well, you're the one that never qualifies. It's because I qualify my whole job. Oh, you're so stupid. Is that your stinking argument? Well, you're just an idiot, man. You want your viewers to cheerlead you on? No. Oh, right. That's why I've had you on for seven minutes. Exactly, because if you don't get somebody <laughs> like me on, you never get the other side from somebody. Oh like God, man, you're so you have you have no idea what you're talking about. You really have, have no idea what you're idea talking, what talking about. about. You're, you're, you're just you're just uh, you don't like the you, you don't agree with my opinions. You don't agree with my opinions, so because your you can't really qualify why you disagree. Oh, I, I know you're not because you won't shut up and listen to anything anybody else has to say. I agree with some of your opinions, just not that's all. That's cool. Of them. Well, that's great. And the ones that I don't agree with, I will call you up and tell you, Sean, what you're saying is ridiculous. Okay, man. Okay, you do that anytime and, and you want. Your okay, viewers, your 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 smart viewers know it. They oh, know okay. It. Right. Okay. Unfortunately, we don't have one on the air right now. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, if, they, if they're honest with you, they'll come on and say, hey, Sean, some of the things you okay. say is just over the top, and you know Okay, it. Cruz. I'll ask my viewers. Okay, thank you thank so you. much for pointing out my ignorance. But uh, let me talk to my viewers, okay? Chris, how much you want to bet he's got a Beto sticker on his car? I'm just thinking out loud here. Well, that was edifying. Uh, so, you know, do most of you think I'm an idiot and I'm just making this stuff up or I'm, I'm, I don't really believe this stuff and I'm just trying to be snide? 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. We're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Taking your calls on Cruz, who just called a little while ago and said I'm an idiot racist, or was it a racist idiot or an idiot racist? I guess it would be an idiotic racist. 
and I don't believe anything that I, I don't believe what I, my, the stuff that I say on the radio, I don't really believe. I'm just, Chris, I just, I just say these things to make it, keep raking in the millions of dollars that I earn every year from, from doing this for a living. I'll, I'll just say whatever they pay me to say. Okay. Uh, every week, uh, I get an email from, uh, the white people coalition and, uh, they hand me my official opinion so I can put that out there. Then they cut me a check. <laughs> No, actually, this job wouldn't be any fun at all if I weren't being honest about my opinions. That's what makes it fun. Do you hear me, Cruz? Are you listening, Cruz? Cruz, what kind of a masochist are you? You listen every day to a racist idiot you can't stand. Why don't you listen to something that will bring you some joy in your life, Cruz? Just sitting there in your mom's TV room, eating hot pockets. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Jay on line three. Jay, how you doing? Great, man. How you doing? Another day in paradise, good, man. man. How you doing? Yeah, there you go. I got to tell you, I started listening to you about six months ago. My son's going off to college, and I wanted him to hear what true news actually was because we really don't watch the news because of all the crap. Right. And uh, we both enjoy <laughs> you very much. And I, I knew you were popular, but holy crap, man, you had Biden call you just re- recently? I can't believe that. No, his name was I Cruz. I know they kind of sounded alike. Yeah, it sounded just like Biden. You know, I thought, <laughs> was, wow. I thought, man, you're popular as hell. I am. I, I'm beloved worldwide. I really am. I'm yeah, critically acclaimed. Yeah. and <laughs> I'm so stinking famous. <laughs> it's my cross that I bear, I, my fame, my my celebrity. All right, man, thanks for the call. No, thank you, the, all right, brother, you take care. Thank you, man. Let's go to, what's that? Betty? Let's go to Betty. Betty, 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 I'm a little bit ticked off at these people. But anyway, I want to say two things. Whenever I hear systemic racism, I want to insert also systemic ignorance, period. (laughs) And when the Dems, those people that are Democrats, they say, hey, let's pay back all the slaves that were under them. No one pays but the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party is the only one that had slaves. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate the call. Well, certainly in the Jim Crow era, that was uh, predominantly a Democratic-born pheno- legal phenomenon. That was something you saw a lot of uh, Southern Democrat mayors and governors sign on to. That's an inconvenient truth for the left. Are you still listening, Cruz? You are. You're a star, Cruz. A star. So I only have, that was it. I got no more calls. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Honestly, and I, you know, because and I, this is something that's interesting, interesting to me that you hear this over and over again when you when you do this for a living and you're as stinking famous as I am. Is that when people try to interact with you and try to debate you and try to you know uh, say something about you that's just patently not true or whatever, or they're just losing the debate or losing the argument because they're talking out of their ass. One of the default arguments that folks go to is what Cruz did, which is, ah, oh, you don't really believe any of this stuff anyway. <laughs> you, you're just saying it to get, like, ratings and money. 
Oh, is that what it is? Uh, but like I said, you know, this first off, no radio talk show host would last a week on the air anywhere lying about their actual opinions. All right, it's it's too intimate of a of a format. All right, if I, if I started bullcrapping you guys tomorrow, you'd know. And plus, right, Chris, not it's 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 too much fun being honest on the air. That's that's why I enjoy it. Because I say, everything that I say, even the most ridiculous crap about, like, pulling a bobcat off my wife's back, you know, I actually believe all this crap. And that's what makes it enjoyable. Okay? Okay. 210-599-5555. What time is it? I've got to take a break here. Um, I do want to talk when we get back a little bit, just to lighten the load on the way out the dope. Uh, about, uh, yeah, the Bobcat video. I know it's a week old, but it's, it's got 14 gazillion, uh, hits now, whatever, uh, you know, they call it, uh, uploads, downloads, hits, views, clicks. This is the, the story out of North Carolina where the rabid Bobcat, boy, that's a hell of a thing to wake up to in the morning on your, on your way out the door, isn't it? A rabid Bobcat hops on this dude's wife's back. I'm sure you've seen the video by now. And the dude yanks the, uh, yanks the bobcat, uh, which is making a really disturbing sound that haunts me. And he pulls the bobcat off of his wife's back and he throws it across the yard. And then he pulls a piece and plugs it. <laughs> and it's sort of become this thing now over the past week where it's like a standard for your relationship. Dude, dudes, even, even you, Cruz, even though you don't have a girlfriend. Okay, dudes, you are, you are now being held to that guy's standard, bobcat guy's standard, okay? If you aren't willing to, to yank a rabid, mouth-frothing, weird noise-making bobcat off your wife's back, then you're not good enough, man. You're in the deficit column. That's all I'm saying. Uh, 210-599-5555. Hey, this is David Van Camp. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. I'm going through a little Alanis Morissette thing off the air. I just kind of am. Can you hear me? News Talk 550 KTSA. Now, nah, Morgan, sometimes you just got to put on jagged little pill and put it on loud, man. Release your inner psycho ex-girlfriend, you know. <laughs> take a shower nah. in someone else's shower. Take a shower in somebody else's shower. Like Cruz does. I'm sorry. Um, you still there, Cruz? You still listening? Yes, you are. He's still listening. Cruz is still listening. No, just every once in a while, I got to put on some Alanis Morissette. I actually was going to ask Don Morgan, but then I, I rethought this question. I was going to say, you know, I, I told my baby Don that, like, baby, if there's like a rabid bobcat on your ass, I'd pull it off, man. I'd throw it up in the air. I know Don Morgan; he pull it. You get a rabid bobcat on your ass, he gonna pull. But then I thought, then I realized both our wives are Texans, <laughs> yeah, we, and we'd never make it to the bobcat. It. Do you know what I mean? Like your wife would probably like rip out his, you know, carotid artery or something. Right. Yeah. With her bare. My hands. wife's Hispanic, so she'd pull a blade. You know. So. Yeah. 
sorry. <laughs> Just wanted to be the racist that Cruz thinks I am. He's still listening, Cruz. Cruz. Anyway, I'm sorry. You'll have, to, you'll have one day you'll have to ask my wife about the first time I ever encountered an opossum. An opossum? Yeah, it was in our backyard. And what'd you do with the opossum? I didn't do anything. <laughs> they're mean, man. The people think they're cute and lovely, but right. don't, don't bite your well, eyes out. You know, they I will. went outside. I was letting the dogs out, and I opened up the back right. door. And we had at the time we had a little flower garden out back. Right. And believe me, that didn't last long because the flower, yeah, the because old this is what if, it, if, it, if it's attracting this, I want it out of here. But <laughs> But I, I, I hit the light, and my, my son Thomas was with me. We open, I open the door, and I hit the light to go outside. It's like midnight or something. Right. And I see it off in the distance, and the dogs just both stop. <laughs> and they're looking, too. And I, did, and I couldn't really tell what it was. Right. I call the dogs back. Come on, come on, get back in here. And I go in the house, and, and George is like, what's the problem? I'm like, there's this friggin' rat out in the garden. <laughs> It's, it's this weird this, white rat, man. It ain't got no fur on its face. It's about the size of a football, and it's <laughs> out there. So I want nothing to do with it, of course. So she, she goes out and starts clapping her hands at it. Go on, get out of here. Get. Get. Go on, get. <laughs> and I bet the old possum got it, <laughs> He got it real fast. Yeah, yeah you, don't mess, you don't mess with Texas chicks, man. No. Go on now, get. You know, I, I pity the I pity the puma that jumps on my wife, man. She'll like tear it up. Well, the, Find that puma underneath the parking lot of Fred's fish fry. The What's full that? phrase is <laughs> get on out of here. <laughs> is that what is it? That's what is it? Get on out of here. <laughs> oh, boy. so you know. Hopefully, uh, I don't think I don't think we Don and I have to worry about no. wild animals no, doing anything to our wives. No. I was kidding about Fred's fish fry as well. I actually want to. I've actually never had the fish there, and I hear it's really good. I'm gonna have to go by there. Well, your Maybe car, your see, car will be the only one in the parking lot. As you, you know, <laughs> never anybody there. You know, we. Uh, but going back to the opossum thing, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. It wasn't a pleasant experience for me. Well, the thing about opossums is that. They are very good critters, and Chris, what is it they eat? They eat like crap in your backyard that you don't want around. A bugs. what do they eat, they man? Bugs. They huh? Pests. They eat bugs. Don't they eat like scorpions and crap? I don't know. Probably. I've just always heard you don't mess with the opossums because they they do serve some kind of weird function yeah. in your life. Yeah. But an, an opossum does have sharp little teeth, and it's kind of a badger. Well, from what and, I and hear, it, it they will won't kill you. It'll 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 chew your face off. From what I hear, huh? they only attack the jugular. Other than that, you're fine. they only go for the jugular. Right. But it, it's like a vampire bite; it's yeah. rip it right out. They're, yeah. they're mean. I had a, I had a, a I had a opossum rear up on me uh, outside of a trash can once when I lived in Wilmington, Delaware. <laughs> okay, and the possums in Wilmington are are bigger than most Delawareans. Okay, they're 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 large, armed, rat like, weird, creepy, and they will rear up and hiss at you, man. Right. So uh, possums are great to have in your backyard. They kill something that's annoying. I don't know what it is, uh, but you know you don't get near it. Don't try to pet it. <laughs> You'll lose a couple of fingers. Okay, right. they're they're still little mini badgers. All right. I think the same like possum, like a couple of days, raccoons. a couple of days later, ended mm. up in my neighbor's garage, because I came home and their whole family is oh, out no. there by the garage. I'm like, "What's going oh. on?" And he's like, "There's, 
There's a possum underneath. He had like a tool chest. There's a possum underneath the tool chest. And I look down and I can see it. I'm like, well, I'm out. You're going to have to do it. Well, it's funny because they're, they're, they're not blind, but they have terrible eyesight. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why they always look confused like Sean. <laughs> I thought I just woke him up. I resent that. Did you like the show, Cruz? Did you like it? Did you like it? All right, uh, have a great day. Thank you, Chris. Thanks so much, Rodriguez. Stop He's doing the possum now. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Cruz. Thank you, Cruz. Free content. All right, uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.